Hello, welcome to The Cutting Room, the movie review show from All The Right Movies. I'm John, and with me today are Matt. Hello. And Westy. I'm Vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is the first episode of our review show, so it could be a washout. Hope not. I hope not, no. But I mean, what better place to start than with one of the most anticipated movies of the year, right? In the Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Before we do that, though, just to let everybody know that All The Right Movies is a YouTube channel, and what you're listening to now is the audio podcast version of the latest episode of our YouTube show called The Cutting Room. The original video version, along with many other episodes and videos, is available on YouTube, so please head over to our channel to watch and subscribe. We actually started out as a podcast, and you can access our full archive of over 120 podcast episodes on our website, alltherightmovies.com, or by signing up to become an All The Right Movies patron at patreon.com forward slash alltherightmovies. Patrons also gain access to loads of other benefits as well, including an exclusive video episode of The Cutting Room every month, chosen by and created specifically for our patrons. So, as you can see, there's loads from all the right movies to keep you busy, so please check out YouTube and Patreon. But for now, it's back to the film. Let's just get straight into it, shall we? Yeah, why not? Why not? Can't wait. Here it is, The Batman. In his second year of crime fighting, Batman is pulled into Gotham City's underworld when sadistic killer the Riddler leaves a trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence leads closer to home and the scale of the villain's plans become clear, Batman must make new allies, unmask the murderer and bring justice to the abusers of power and corruption rampant in Gotham. Directed by Matt Reeves, written by Reeves and Peter Craig and produced by DC Films and Warner Brothers, The Batman stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne in Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle in Catwoman, Paul Dano as Edward Nashton in The Riddler and Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot in The Penguin. Loads of big names. Too many. <laughs> Huge cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as this is episode one, to fill everyone in on the format, this is a review show, and what we do is break the movie down. So for the Batman, we'll be analysing the writing, the director, the cast, the visuals, and the music in the film. Then at the end of the episode, we'll decide if the movie makes the cut or ends up on the cutting room floor. Thumbs up or thumbs down, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes yeah, sense, okay. right? Oh, totally. It does, yeah, I've made my decision already. Good, good. <laughs> and this will be a spoiler review, so if you've not seen The Batman yet, yeah. you might want to pause this, go watch it, then come back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Or be safe and turn your computer off. Don't leave anything on while you go yeah, to cinema. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely. Could be a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just pause it. <laughs> so up first then, the first part. We're talking about the writing yep. of The Batman. The screenplay for The Batman was written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. Reeves directed the movie and before this wrote and directed vampire remake Let Me In and The Wolf of the Planet of the Apes yep. and Peter Craig wrote The Town and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2. Speaking of Peter Craig, actually, he's got a famous family. Do you know who his mother is? No. 
I was, <laughs> I was gonna... Wendy Craig, 1980 sitcom actress. <laughs> that would not be a famous family. Yeah. And I, I nearly said Daniel Craig when you said you were your mother's mother. <laughs> I totally lost track of the question. <laughs> is that his dad? <laughs> Craig, Craig David? Is that <laughs> Any Craigs? <laughs> no, he's a son of Sally Field. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. It looks like her as well. If you that's see, that's better than Wendy yeah. Craig, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but the writing, though, how was the writing in the Batman, Westy? Well, for me, it felt like it was quite a simple story that was stretched a little bit too far, and it was quite predictable mm. in places. And to me, the writing's quite difficult to do because you kind of know all of the characters. You know Marconi, you know Falcone, mm-hmm. you know all of the, the the Gotham under, you know the Penguin, you know the Riddler. You can, you're familiar with all these people, and I think they kind of tried to reinvent it. But did a pretty good job. I think it's good. It, it keeps you entertained for the for the runtime, which is quite excessive, I found. But I thought they did a really good job with, mm. especially Batman's dialogue. I thought his dialogue was just brilliant. He had some amazing lines, and the way they were delivered as well were great. Um, but yeah, overall, I felt it was a very simple story that was quite. It was stretched a little bit too thin for me. Yeah, I actually wasn't that bothered about the film when I first heard they were doing it until I heard what Matt Reeves was actually going to do with it, with the story. I heard he was taking inspiration from three Batman books, which were Batman Year One, The Long Halloween, and Ego. Yeah. And Batman Year One's like a gritty, grounded action story. The Long Halloween is this epic crime detective book, and Ego is like a psychological thriller, yeah. which explores the dark side. No, Nolan took a lot oh, from but- Year One, didn't he? He did massively, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all brilliant. So knowing he was taking inspiration from those, that's what got me excited for the film. Right. And you can see the influence of all three of them in there. There were quite a few good things about the writing, but the standout for me was probably the narrative, I think. I thought it was a good story. Because mm-hmm. in the books, Batman's mm-hmm. known as the world's greatest detective, but we've not really seen that before yeah. in the films. Yeah. The films tend to focus on the action, yeah. big spectacle and that sort of thing. Whereas in the Batman, he is a detective. Yeah, he's like Columbo. Only with the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, really, he definitely he? is. So, bam, yeah. bam, man's number two. He is. <laughs> Just one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, the story with the Riddler being a serial killer, Batman has to bring to justice, I thought was clever. I like the Riddler's clues yep. and those quirky greetings yep. cards that he has. Yep. So, I thought it was all really good until the final act. Right. I thought at the end, after the Riddler's court and his minions sort of carry on his work, and it's them that Batman has to fight in the climax. Yeah. I mean, those guys meant nothing nah. to me, nah. to be honest. They reminded me of the yeah. guys in the, in the park and a lot of, like, uh, uh, Dark Knight, you know, at the, the start, where they try to emulate yeah, Batman. Yeah. They're like them guys. Well, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the start. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, when Batman turned up, there was no doubt he was going to pummel those guys into oblivion. Well, yeah. So there was just no threat at all at the end, I didn't think, which was a bit of a shame. But I thought it had some depth as well. The stuff around the Wayne family history I thought was pretty good. The mess around with the Batman law a bit by making out that Thomas Wayne wasn't this perfect father figure yeah. that he's normally portrayed as. So yeah. I like that out of the character of Batman. So the writing wasn't perfect, but on the whole I thought it was good. Yeah. Good to very good. I loved the introduction of uh, the, the introduction of the Arkham family as well. I thought it was really interesting. I haven't seen that before. Yeah. I like that I as well. Was really that was good. really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was well-written, probably as well-written as any Batman film outside the first two Northern ones, yeah. for me. Yeah, agreed. Mm. And Matt, what about yourself? I think it's going to be interesting coming back to this on repeat mm. viewings because I just suspect the writing might be the thing that doesn't stand up particularly well. I just have a feeling that 
the more I watch it, the more holes I'll find and the, the more things that I think the film tries to explore, but it doesn't quite, because there is a lot going on in here. There's Selena has her own story. There's the Riddler. It's all tied back into Bruce yeah. Wayne's childhood, um, Falcone, the Arkham's, all that stuff. And so it's struggling a lot of balls in the air and I'm just not convinced it like mm. did it as, as nimbly as, as it should have done. Some of it felt yeah. a bit undercooked, yeah. I thought. Um, there, there were bits of it that I did like, though. Um, I did like how they made the Riddler's character contemporary. I thought yeah. that worked really yeah. well. I did like that. Uh, like you, I did like the clues. I liked the narrative, how that um, all followed through to the end. The end did feel a bit strange. It just it felt like they got to the end and they're like, right, we need a bit of an action yeah. climax here, despite the fact it's not been yeah. an action film. So here, here you go. Here's one. Big, massive flood. That it felt did, very yeah, out of place totally. for me. Um, so, yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty solid, but it's going to be interesting to see how it stands mm. up to repeat viewings. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? It's difficult to judge it on a first viewing. The writing might mm. get great or it might get worse. You don't really know until yeah. you first see it, I yeah. suppose. And I yeah. don't know if you both remember, but before we, but before Reeves came on board, this was supposed to be a Ben Affleck vehicle. Yeah. He was going to write, star and direct that's in right. The Batman. <laughs> and before he left the project, oh, yeah. he did actually write a screenplay. It was okay. it was set in Arkham Asylum, and Reeves actually said Affleck's script was really, really good, but he only changed it because he wanted to do his own thing. Right. So, right. yeah, would have been interesting to see what that was. Yeah, but one flavour of the cuckoo's mm, nest. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the writing here then, bit of a mixed bag, but pretty good on the whole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was engaged for, for the time. Yeah, it was good. But yeah. like Matt said, the, we'll probably notice how quickly they skirted over certain things to just keep you entertained. Mm. moving on from Matt Reeves as the writer to the director of the film then after a successful TV career Reeves first got attention in the movie world in 2008 when he directed Cloverfield yep he then went on to remake a vampire classic with Let Me In and Part 2 and 3 of the acclaimed Planet of the Apes trilogy Dawn of and War 4 the Planet of the Apes obviously Mm -hmm. we're here for the Batman though so how was he doing here as a director? Matt? I think pretty strong overall, I would say. I think the first thing he does well is he very much just builds on what Nolan did a few years ago. I think Nolan has still set down the template for what Batman mm-hmm. is at, yeah. in, in these times, hasn't he? Yeah. And I think Reeves does a much better job of following on from that and giving it his own twist than Zack Snyder did in his two Justice League films mm-hmm. where... He just kind of wanted to put in these like fantastical elements in, which is fine. That that can work in a Batman film, but not in the grounded mm. universe that Nolan created. And I think Reeves understands, and I think Reeves understands that, yeah, in a way that Snyder never did. And th- there were two things really stood out for me about the direction. First of all, he made Gotham a character again because mm-hmm. I think Gotham should be a character in its yeah. own right in these films. And even in Nolan's two Dark Knight films, I think he lost that a little bit. Gotham became quite generic, I thought. And Snyder went nowhere near that. I thought Reeves really made Gotham character again, which was good. The second thing I liked, which we've kind of talked about um, in the writing, is how much of a detective story this was. Because like you, John, I'd seen all the interviews, I'd read all the, the magazine pieces, and they were saying, oh, this one's going to be a detective story. And to be honest, I was quite cynical about that. I just thought, yeah, okay. 
it's not though is it you know you're just saying that because you want to get you know yeah. the proper batman fans on board yeah, yeah. Yeah. but no this is a proper detective film so um you know i, I doubt anyone's watching this without having seen the film first because we're going to talk about spoilers but just in case you are don't go expecting a big action film because it's not it's a proper detective story and reeves felt very very comfortable with that and i did like that um it's not a total success though it is way too long it does not need to be three hours yeah yeah. Even if you lost half an hour, I think two hours, sorry, I think two and a half hours w- would still be pushing it, mm-hmm. but three hours, absolutely no way. <laughs> and I think the other thing... No way, do is- little look. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm, this is like, this is like two for this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and the other thing I think is the tone that Reeves gets here. This is a very, very dour film, which in itself is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but yeah. for three hours, <laughs> it does start yeah. to get a bit of a grind at points I mean Robert Pattinson cracks I think one smile throughout the whole <laughs> film that? I yeah. think that's all you get but, but yeah I didn't see that <laughs> well it was, it was a half smile he kind was of it, okay. something yeah was he Batman or Bruce Wayne <laughs> <laughs> he, it was when he was Bruce it, it was about that meeting with the accountants or something and all oh, right I, I think, don't remember that <laughs> yeah yeah that bit and I do think there's there's one major misstep in this film which is that relationship between Bruce and Alfred because yeah. even that was tense and tortured mm. and, like, grim between yeah. them. And that's where, you know, I don't want this film to be full of jokes, mm. but just a little likeness, yeah. and I think that should come in the relationship with Alfred, and it wasn't. There was no sense of a relationship between those two. And yeah. of all the things that Nolan did in his films, the one thing I really missed was Michael Caine. Yeah. As, yeah. as Alfred, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he just brings that twinkle and that humour to Alfred, and, you know, he can bust Bruce's balls a little bit and mm. cut him down to size none of that in here they were like no. two strangers to be honest yeah. in the mm-hmm. house yeah so not perfect from reeves but very very solid work all the same <laughs> did you have to endure alfred? <laughs> <laughs> he, did. he did he had to endure alfred's presence never endure <laughs> never <laughs> never <laughs> yeah i mean the size of a tangerine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a fan of Matt Reeves. I think he's really good. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's quite A-list or anything, but he has made some really good, really successful films. I like pretty much yeah. all the films he's done that I mentioned before there. So I was really pleased when yeah. he was announced as a new director for the Batman film. It sort of felt like his whole career had been leading up to this point to a big film like this. Yeah. Mm. And I thought the direction of the Batman was pretty much what I've seen from him so far. Very solid. I thought his yeah. vision, his world, the Gotham he's created is largely taken from Batman Year One that we talked about by Frank Miller. Grounded, gritty, graphic, really, really dark. You can barely see a thing Yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. And I did yeah. like it. <laughs> he sets it up in the first few yeah. seconds of the film. And the tone, you're right, Matt, the tone is very dour. But what he did well with the tone is that he controlled it. Once he decided on that tone, it didn't budge at all yeah, for did. the entire yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Very linear. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought his control of the tone was flawless throughout the film. It looks great. The performances he gets are all really good. So lots of good things yeah. that he did. The only problem I had really mm. was, like you mentioned, Matt, the runtime two hours 55 minutes mm. i mean i'm well up for a batman film in three hours long but it has to justify yeah, it right? and i don't think yeah, the story yeah. quite did i don't know why they felt it was worth no. such a long run time to be honest because there's not a load of characters a load of backstory or the narrative doesn't twist and turn a whole lot either so i'm not sure why it was that long it's 23 minutes longer than the dark knight and it feels like there's half as much stuff happens as what happens in the dark knight so yeah that was the yeah, only yeah. thing for me yeah. but on the whole i thought reeves did really well he's not been a-list Maybe this might push him up to that. I don't know. We'll see how it gets uh, responded to. Yeah. 
What about you, Westy? Yeah, to me, it's a, it's very, very confidently directed. Like, he knows exactly what he wants to get from it. And I love how... I kind of, Well, I, I've been thinking about this because I've only seen it, like, what, two hours ago. But I kind of liked how vulnerable he made Batman. Yeah. In the mm. fact that, you know, when he, he steps in... But I love the introductions that he made. I love the way that that train station, when you just hear the footsteps and then you see yeah. him coming out the shadows, you're yeah. like, fucking yes, <laughs> this is great. a Batman film. Yeah. He totally yeah, understands yeah. what's yeah. going on yeah. here. But then again, you want to see him just completely wipe the floor with everyone. Yeah. But he doesn't. He gets hit. He gets mm. put down. You know, he's he's not this kind of machine yet, which is what you expect. But I think it's really, really confident from Reeves to do that and make him slightly vulnerable and make him hit, make him, like, question whether he's going to jump off a building or not. It's the first time I've seen Batman scared of heights. Yeah, yeah, that was great touch. He kind of gets yeah. that, but he's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. oh, I've got to use this. And it's not, like, it's not that quick thinking, and I think that's that's good. It dehumanises the character, and it makes it quite realistic. But there's other elements of the story that kind of just take the piss a little bit about the realism. Mm. They go, well, that's that's realistic, but this mm. this bit isn't. But this bit is, but this bit isn't. And you're kind of like, you're dodging where you're going with it. And I think that is down to the direction. I think everyone's having a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I love dour films. I love dark films. So I was in my fucking element. I was in my fucking element. Just sitting watching it going, I can't see anything. I love that. And you just get a sidelight and it just kind of highlights the whole silhouette of Batman. And I'm just like, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That's how I would have shot it. Perfect. And there's that amazing use of silhouettes as well. We'll get into that with the cinematography. But I think the way this looks and the way it feels... Yes, the runtime is a problem, but it didn't feel like three mm. hours. I, I, think I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was thoroughly entertained, but I don't know what you mean. It is very linear, and you're kind of on a roller coaster that doesn't go up and down. It just goes across the track with great scenery. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, after Affleck left the project, because I mentioned before Ben Affleck was in there, the other directors that were up for it before Matt Reeves were quite big names. Have you heard who they were? Ridley Scott, no, probably. Ridley Scott was one of them. <laughs> Mm. Oh, well. Also, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Denis Villeneuve and George Miller. Yeah. Miller? Yeah. Right. They would have all been interesting well, choices. Miller would have been great, yeah. Would have been yeah. really fast. Would have been fast-paced as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would have been 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Reeves' director, among his best films, do you think, or not? It's up there for me, yeah. I'd watch this mm. over anything else that he's yeah. done, easily. Okay. Moving on to the main cast of the film, the movie features quite a few members of Batman's rogues gallery as well as the classic ever-presence with big names in almost every role. The cast's too big to go into detail in all of them, so we're covering off the big four in the movie, so that's Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and Batman, of course, yep. Paul Dano as the Riddler, the villain of the piece, Zoe Kravitz yep. as Selina Kyle and Catwoman, and finally Colin Farrell as crime lord Oswald Cobblebot, the Penguin. So to start with the main man then, Robert Pattinson as Batman, one of the most iconic characters in popular culture, finds himself pulled into Gotham's seedy underbelly and has to take on the Riddler, making some unlikely allies along the way. Yeah. Massive gig for Pattinson, this. Huge. Mm. How Huge. did he do as Batman? Westy? Brilliant. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he's really, really good as Batman, and I thought he's really, really good as Bruce Wayne, because we haven't seen Bruce Wayne like that. We have not seen this, but only Christopher Reeves done this, where you look at him and go, that can't be Superman. Mm. 
And you look yeah. at Bruce Wayne in this and go, that can't be Batman. Yeah. When you look yeah. at him, he's so dishevelled yeah. and just so like mm. hunched over in his hair and you just think, there's no fucking way anyone's ever going to watch the first time I've ever seen the Batsuit work as a disguise. Yeah, yeah. It's like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And his personality is fucking fantastic. Like, as Bruce Wayne, so quiet, so reserved, so tortured. And then as Batman, again, really tortured, not as reserved, and knows exactly what he wants and goes and gets it. And vulnerable. Like yeah. I've said, it plays a vulnerable Batman, but still believable and still like you're on his side and he's still the hero of the piece. But I just really wish he had more to do. I really wish he had more yeah. set pieces or he had more, you know, mm. there was more of an importance on that character. Mm. It felt like there was a lot of characters in this film where the shine comes off Batman a little bit, you know, mm. but you do see him. And it's very rare that you see this in a Batman film where he's just walking amongst other people. Yeah. He always disappears at that mm. point. But on the crime scene at the start, he's just walking past the police and they're trying to stop him. And he's just like, to me, it's the very first time I've ever felt like, yeah, Batman is a bit creepy. Like, yeah. it's a bit fucking weird. Like, yeah. this guy dresses yeah. up and he's just a vigilante and he thinks he's getting <laughs> solid and he just, like, solves crimes <laughs> and fucks people up. And all the police are like, you're being weird? What are you doing yeah. this for? Just be normal. But it's the first time I've ever felt him be, like, slightly weird. And mm -hmm. Patterson absolutely nails that with just the looks yeah. he gives. He gives emotion behind the mask. His eyes are brilliantly yeah. done. The way he acts just with his eyes, just look. His looks are fucking excellent. And I don't think... I don't think he could have done any better with what he was given, to be perfectly mm. honest. I think it was a really, really solid performance. And I would watch him again and again. I would easily watch a trilogy with Pattinson in there because I would love to see him with a little bit more to chew on. Yeah. yeah, when he first came on the scene as an actor, I was never sure about Robert Pattinson. Always thought he was just yeah. some heartthrob from Twilight. But then I saw him in... Yeah, and Remember Me and Harry exactly, Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking hell. But he's, he's made some lovely choices since then, to be fair. Well, that, yeah, then I saw him in Good Time. Have you seen that? By the Safety yeah, Brothers. Yeah, great film. That yeah. is really good. Yeah, he's yeah. excellent in it. I realised then he's a yeah, very good actor. Super. And I was looking forward to seeing him as Batman from that, really. So I had quite high hopes for him. And like you're saying, Westy, I wasn't disappointed. I thought he was brilliant. No, he's brilliant in, in Tenet as well when we saw him in he Tenet. He is really like, good. Wow, yeah, 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 he is really good. It's a really good, really good role. I like his Bruce Wayne, like weird, introverted, society outcast kind of a guy. I know the reason mm -hmm. that he based his Bruce Wayne a bit on Kurt Cobain. I think you can see that. So quite... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. new take on yeah. Bruce Wayne. I liked it. But as Batman, I loved him. Thought he was absolutely brilliant. I like both Keaton and yeah. Bale a lot as Batman, but thought both those are probably better as Bruce Wayne than Batman. Pattinson's the opposite. Right. As Batman, he's like a total lunatic. That I'm vengeance line is just great. Yeah. Awesome. Fucking he's brilliant. the angriest man in the world, which I just loved. I think this is <laughs> yeah. maybe the first screen version of Batman I've seen where it was like Batman is the real guy. Bruce Wayne's the act yeah. and when he puts the mask on that's when he's really mm -hmm. him whereas if it's the first time it's that's really what's said like as well yeah it's actually said in the script isn't it it's like I put my mask on and that's who I am right it's great yeah yeah, yeah. Stano says that to him it's, it, yeah it totally works yeah, I thought it was really good I thought his arc was really good how he learns to go from being a vigilante to a hero I like that yeah. and it had some weight at the mm -hmm. end where he led the people to safety and the fight scenes I thought Pattinson was totally believable that he's this absolute yeah. hard case He's like a force of nature, yeah, yeah. like really physically imposing on the screen. I know the reason said that he wrote the part specifically for Pattinson. And watching it, you can see why. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Surprised me in lots of ways. Excellent. Line. Yeah. So good. His voice like, was great. You're gonna get blood. Yeah, his voice was great. You're going to get blood all over the suit. What, mine or yours? <laughs> Fucking yeah. yes, man. Get in. And then this is the first Batman film where you've got Nirvana on the soundtrack yeah, yeah. with something yeah, on the yeah. way. That's fucking massive, man. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. 
<laughs> Proper golf. He's great. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think of him, Matt? Yeah, absolute success in the role, I thought. It, it was the first Batman I've seen where when he starts laying into someone, I actually felt the pop of rage behind yeah. the punches. Yeah. Like when he's just yeah. blamming them in the face over and over again. Whereas, like, other Batman, I just feel it's been like one punch and they're down and then move on the next guy. With, with a big pow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a big pow on screen, yeah. yeah. With Panton, I felt like he had to, like, restrain himself from actually killing yeah. him. I, I felt that edge within Batman for the first time for a very, very long time that yeah, he yeah. was at the edge of killing someone, which obviously is his rule. So, yes, uh, big fan. In a way, he did remind me of Keaton in the fact that if you look at Affleck and if you look at Bale, they're both beefed up for the role. Yeah. Keaton never did, and Paddington obviously hasn't, and it's that thing he's the same. He just, you look and you think, no way could that guy be Batman, yeah. which is such a clever thing yeah. to do. Brilliant. And I do love how he just went in so hard on the weirdo Lorna aspect of Bruce Wayne. I like the fact that there wasn't one bit of the playboy Bruce mm. Wayne that we've seen time and time again. Yeah. And they just weren't interested in that. And I thought Panson excelled in doing that. Only thing for me, and again, it's to do with the runtime. Because that performance was, in a way, quite one note, you know, this weirdo Lorna, that is hard to take for three hours. But... Yeah. Like Wesley said, I would happily see Pattinson do another couple of these. Yes, yeah, he was easy. so good. So Great good. thing about the character as well, it was highlighted mm. so well by Matt Reeves, is that cop who kind of turns up all the time. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, he calls Batman a freak at the first crime scene. And then yeah. when he sees Bruce Wayne, he's like, hey, yeah, that was great. And yeah. He's like, <laughs> he just, you, you totally get that. He's like, he doesn't get the disguise whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is the audience. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so we've already had several famous takes on Batman, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. How does Pattinson stack up, do you think, on one viewing against previous Batmans? Uh, I mean, it's tricky first impressions, but certainly I'd want him in the conversation alongside Keaton and Bale yeah. on yeah. first impressions. I would, yeah. I would definitely say that. Yeah, I think I need to see it again, but like you say, Matt, Pattinson's mm. already up there with Bale and Keaton for me. I think what I would say is Pattinson's version is the most interesting Batman we've seen. Mm -hmm. This is the first mm. Batman yeah. film where the best character, I thought, was Batman. So I can't wait mm. to see more of him, which we will, because he's already signed up to play him twice more. So there's going to be a trilogy. Oh, great. Brilliant. And Westy, what about you? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I would um, I would put him up there in, in the the top four. I'll put I'll put Affleck just behind him because I thought Affleck was a great Batman, just a terrible film. Yeah. Um, mm. But this is a great Batman in a great film, and I think he really really works. It, it's it's brought right up to date. Everything's up to date and doesn't feel cheesy. You know, you, there's USBs and there's like yeah. social media and there's just Gotham isn't old school anymore. It looks like New York and it works. And he's a, he's a tortured, tortured man. Yeah. And it, it he, he really, mm. he really does play it well. He's the most memorable character of the whole film. I thought so. And so he, so he should be. And so he should be. Mm. So yeah, general consensus then, Pattinson, a very good Batman already. Yeah. Massive yep. thumbs up. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Thumb drive. <laughs> thumb drive, thumbs up. Put your thumb up. How cool is it that he takes his bat sign off as a fucking knife, though? Oh yeah, I yeah. Was, oh yeah. Oh, I nearly cried with, with just joy in the cinema. I was like, "That's so fucking clever." Why has no one thought of that yeah, before? Yeah. It's so good. The second member of the cast we're talking about specifically is Paul Dano as the Riddler, a serial killer who targets the elite citizens of Gotham and live streams his crimes. The Riddler taunts the police with his cryptic messages and works out Batman's identity. Yeah. 
Westy, mm. Paul Donner was the Riddler. Yeah. How was he? I fucking loved him in oh, this. Oh, he was fucking great. But I love him in Prisoners, yeah, There Will Be Blood. Great. It's the very... When he plays this kind of role, he really understands what he needs to do to be creepy. Mm. And yeah. it's when he's in the mask and when you get them, you know, the messages that he sends, very much like the, the message that um, Heath Ledger directed when he was a Joker in The Dark Knight, mm. when he's like, look at me. Yeah. And he's got yeah. that kind of intensity. But it's when he's just, when he turns the phone and when the um, the guy's there with a bomb around his neck, the DA with a bomb around his yeah. neck, and he's just like kind of turning the phone different places. I thought he was just fucking really creepy and really good, but he's just seen Zodiac, hasn't he? And he's been like, <laughs> let's, let's, ramp, let's ramp this up to like yeah. 20. And then he watched Seven and he's like, right, let's yeah. do this to like 100%. It was Zodiac and Seven really mashed together, yeah, yeah. this whole thing, mm-hmm. the whole vibe. And he knows exactly what we're going for here. This film is for people who are a lot younger than we are who aren't into the whole backstory and ethos of cinema, basically, and going to see this. And how, if you haven't seen Zodiac and you haven't seen Seven, you're going to think this is the best film ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare it to them films, <laughs> which I think Dano really understands. And he plays it for that audience. He plays it as if it's brand new. And I was really, really impressed with his performance. I thought he was electric on screen. I thought he just gave everything that he possibly could to that character and it really really worked it was super creepy super scary and really believable yeah I was really pleased when I heard that Reeves was using the Riddler as the bad guy because we've not had a film version yeah. of him yet or not a good one anyway and I was even more pleased when Paul Dano was announced yeah. in the cast I'm a big fan of his I think he's great in mm-hmm. There Will Be Blood where he holds his own against a powerhouse Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis and I thought he was yeah. really good as yeah. the Riddler as well Different approach to Jim Carrey, wasn't it? No spandex. Just Sli- slightly. slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Less the spandex. <laughs> the, the exact opposite, I think. But I thought he skated the line, Dano, between going for this realistic, grounded killer, but also giving touches of theatricality in there as well. A bit over the top yeah. sometimes, I thought, just a bit, but mostly kept it in check. And the yeah. character, he is very much like the Zodiac killer in Fincher's film, which is a great 21st yeah. century take on a character that's now 74 years old in The Riddler. I liked the clues that he left to Batman. I liked how sadistic and twisted he was. His best scene, I thought, was the phone call scene at the funeral. Mm, yeah, I think yeah, sending him off yeah. to jail so soon was a mistake because Batman should have caught him in the climax, I thought, rather than being out of it for some reason. Yeah. But yeah. did you think, though, when they did first catch him in the diner and we see his face for the first time, that he looks like Curly Watts of Coronation Street? <laughs> Absolute double. I, I couldn't say. Who's that? I, I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't I'll say. I'll put a picture up. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would imagine so, yes. So, yeah, I thought he was brilliant. He's not Heath Ledger's Joker or some of the other great bad guys we've had in Batman no. films, but I thought he was excellent. Very, very good. Yeah. I think if he had a little bit more fleshed out material, yeah. he could have been. Yeah, yeah, he, he could have been. It was, it was there. Yeah. It was there. And, Matt, what about you? favorite performance in the really? film yeah. for me um yeah and i think particularly when you consider most of his performances done via video messages or mm-hmm. on video calls he still had such a presence and it was the kind of performance where he just hangs over the film even when, mm-hmm. even in the scenes he's not in you just feel his presence in the background somewhere i absolutely loved his introduction yeah in i swear fucking just, brilliant oh just the reflection on his glasses yeah. that was so creepy that was so well done <laughs> yeah and 
what I love about Dano, like for such like a small spindly guy, he's just so intense mm. and he just channeled that into this creepiness and he felt very contemporary, you know, leaving these messages, you know, getting his little followers on the internet. Leaving, yeah, you know, 500. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah 500 sliding into his DMs, <laughs> doing all that. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks for the feedback. That was a great line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he just felt <laughs> very contemporary. Great. Yeah. Rifles um, are good. <laughs> yeah, what caliber? Um, just a great spin on the character, mm. and Dano brought so much to him. In, in what is actually probably, I was expecting him to have more time, to be honest, through the yeah. film. Yeah. I wasn't expecting him to be in the background Same. as much yeah. as he was. So I think it's tribute to D- Dano's performance that he's still as memorable as he was because yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, me too. The best red lab you've had, surely? No. Oh, yeah. Far and away. Far and away. Yeah. Brilliant. Another iconic character in the movie is Selena Kyle, played by Zoe Kravitz, a waitress, drug dealer, and cat burglar who meets Batman while searching for her missing roommate. The pair form a partnership over their need to help people, and she challenges his black and white view of good and evil. So mm-hmm. what did we think of Zoe Kravitz as Selena? Matt? I think the best version of the character since Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. I would say. Right. I really yeah. liked her. I thought she had real presence. Like I thought way. every time... No, I like Hathaway. I just think Kravitz was better. It was better. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like a Dan or Kerry thing where Kerry was rubbish. I didn't like Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing is. Yeah. Nothing is. <laughs> no, there's no comparison in cinema history to that. <laughs> um, so, so no, Hathaway was good, but I thought just Kravitz had a real presence. I loved the scene where Batman sending her into the club with the, the thing on her eye. Yeah. And she's, you know, kind of not too sure, but she's taking control of the situation. So great in the fight scenes. Um, I thought maybe a character arc was maybe a little bit rushed. I was maybe all like wrapped up a bit too conveniently, but that's not really Kravitz's fault. That's just the character in general. Yeah. But I would say out of all the supporting characters, she's the one I would most want to see pop up in another sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her as well. She would have had to go a long way to beat Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman for me. Oh, and yeah. she doesn't. Well, for you, yeah. right? Yeah. But she yeah, is good, I agree. Fine. She is very good. I knew already that yeah. Zoe Kravitz was a good actress. I liked her in films like Mad Max Fury Road and X-Men First Class, where she has small roles. Oh, of course, yeah. But I hadn't seen mm-hmm. her being a central point of the action like she is here, and I thought she was excellent in those scenes. As a character, I thought she was well-written, not just there to be sexy like previous versions of Catwoman sometimes have yeah. mm-hmm. she plays a key part in the story and felt like a fleshed out character with her own motivations and her own arc I think a lot of people will love her and if this is successful I wouldn't be surprised to see her get a spin-off to be honest just uh, yeah, really yeah definitely hopefully it'll be yeah. better than the Halle Berry one <coughs> oh <laughs> couldn't be worse could it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Rusty what did you think of her yeah, I thought I thought she was great, I, and I wanted to see more of her. I wanted her to be a more of a, a companion to Batman, but she is, but not enough, I don't think. And she's the one who kind of spins out and loses control, and he has to come back and make sure everything's fine. Don't kill anybody, you know that kind of real charged emotion. But I think she was brilliant with everything that she that she had. I thought the fight sequences were great. I thought the the introduction to when she changes into Catwoman and then just comes down the fire escape. Mm-hmm. And just like flips over it and just like yeah. straight onto yeah. the street. I thought, oh, yeah. yeah, that's Catwoman right there. That's perfect. Yeah. It's straight out of a comic. It was absolutely yeah. fantastic. But yeah, I thought she was wonderful. I thought, you know, the backstory that you had to kind of grapple with almost of like mm. you know oh it's me dad and it's this and mm. it didn't quite land she really yeah. really tried to make it land and it didn't yeah. really land because it felt like a subplot 
and mm. it shouldn't have. It should be the main plot yeah. because yeah. that's what the film's about. Yeah. But it did it did feel like her character was kind of a subplot, which is disappointing. And I would have liked to have seen her have an actual Catwoman outfit at some point. I would like Batman to just be like, you need a decent mask yeah. instead of just wearing this balaclava. Yeah. I'll give you yeah. this. Why don't you? And then he could have contributed to her persona then getting out of control because she's then the real Catwoman. That's what yeah. I was hoping for anyway, but it never really happened. And there was a lovely nod as well to High Fidelity when, because you've got Kravitz in High Fidelity, mm. you've got a mom who plays the role in High Fidelity and then they leave when she leaves Rob Gordon. She's like, oh, which, yeah, you, yeah. which way are you going? He's like, I'm going this way. She's like, I'm going that way. Oh, so it is. And then the end of the film, they both go the separate way. <laughs> oh, right, nice. I was like, that's a nod to fucking High Fidelity, definitely. <laughs> I'm going this way, right? I'll see you later. <laughs> so, but yeah. influenced by Fincher and High Fidelity. Influenced by Fincher and Hive Dalton, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, yeah, she was great. She was great. Really believable, really likable. Just, yeah, great performance. As Will Cabot has played Catwoman on screen before. Do you know where it was? Has she? Yeah. Has she? Uh, Lego Batman. Yeah, she did. Oh, the right, nice. Lego yeah. Batman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as Cabot then, a good new Catwoman, by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And last but definitely not least in the cast it's Colin Farrell as the Penguin a crime yeah. lord who wants to run Gotham his real name is Oswald Cobblepot and he doesn't take kindly to being called the Penguin I mean, why would he? <laughs> <laughs> why would anyone? <laughs> so how is the Penguin in the film and Colin Farrell playing him? Westy? Unrecognisable, wasn't yeah, he? he was unrecognisable, and then really recognisable because it was like, was well, that Colin Farrell? Then as soon as he did that kind of side eye and that, you know, he <laughs> launched into this speech, you're like, yeah, that's Colin Farrell. That's brilliant. <laughs> and I thought, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he lo- he was just having a really good time. Yeah. Like it was yeah. really hammy. It was over the top. And just that the the sequence with like Batman and Gordon and him, and he's like, I'm still here. I love that. I was pissing myself. It was like they're like trying to solve the crime. It's like you guys realise. I'm still here, and then waddles off like a penguin yeah, because yeah, he's got yeah, like yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. he's all tied up. I thought that was fucking excellent. I thought the car crash sequence yeah, great. was one of the best things I've seen for a long time, and just the way it, it just the, the the silence of it. Spins over and then he looks, sees Batman upside down walking yeah. through the fire. Oh, Just awesome. his expression there totally lands that scene because yeah. he's yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and we're all like, "What the fuck?" And it cuts back to him. And you're like, "Yeah, that's that's perfect." Yeah. And Farrell does such a good job here by sacrificing everything that makes anyone a really successful and popular actor, which is kind of your looks and yeah. the roles that you play. He plays a fat, sleazy, horrible <laughs> bastard and plays it really well. <laughs> and who wants to do that? But he does it yeah. and he nails it. Mm. It's brilliantly done. And my, I don't know, DeVito is fucking excellent, yeah, but it's a cartoon version. But in a re- in the mm. real world, I don't think there's any other iteration of the Penguin I would want to see apart from this one. I think he's fucking brilliantly done and he nails it. Farrell nails it for me. Yeah, when the cast was announced, the only one that I didn't think... Yeah, that's a great choice. Was Colin Farrell? Not because I don't like Colin yeah, Farrell, yeah. because I do, but I just couldn't see him playing the Penguin at How all. How is that going to work? And How yeah, is that going to exactly, work? Exactly, because yeah. Reeves was planning to make him totally unrecognisable. I wouldn't have known him if I hadn't known it was him. The makeup in prosthetics yeah, is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a real person yeah, as well, not like, not like prosthetics. And his voice, totally yeah, different yeah. voice as well. Farrell just vanishes as a person. Yeah. And yeah. he's the funniest character in there by a long way. Yeah, and Farrell probably steals most of the scenes that he's in I think and Mm -hmm. what I like that they did 
it wasn't dual bad guys like the Dark Knight has two bad guys in the Joker and Two Face. I thought this was going to be two bad yeah. guys in the Riddler and the Penguin, but it's not. The Penguin's like an origin story in some ways. It shows how he becomes the yeah. Crime Lord of Gotham. So I like that. So he's obviously set up for the sequels. Yeah. It looks like. So yeah, I enjoyed the character and I enjoyed Colin Farrell's performance almost as much as he yeah. did. I think. <laughs> well, almost. Well, I don't know. Like, I doubt that. I doubt that very much. I love the way he was called Oz as well, instead of Oswald. Yeah. Like everyone calls yeah. him Oz as if it's cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's great you in that car chase where you think she's killed Batman. He's just shouting, "I got you! Yeah. I got yeah. you!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> and Matt, what do you think of him? Yeah very much the same as you fellas I think like in general the film has got so many characters scrapping for attention some of them do lose out and for me the penguin is mm. one of them I definitely wanted to see more of him in the yeah. film but you get to the end you think ah, okay he's been set up mm. for a much bigger part in whatever yeah. the second one's going to be called yeah. obviously so knowing that it makes it a bit easy to bear that I didn't get as much of him in the film as I wanted because yeah he was funny he did have this kind of creepy charisma to him I guess you could see why you know he's he's elevated to the position that he is in, in Gotham um, and Farrell unrecognisable and yeah. like you I just couldn't see it and I was actually worried about this performance I was worried that the makeup was going to be really distracting it mm. was going to be the one thing in this another realist take on Batman that wasn't going to be realistic but yeah. it absolutely is you could not tell for one second I thought that that was Colin Farrell under yeah. Prosthetics, yeah. Do you know what I think? Fantastically well done. Yeah. Do you know what I think he needed? He needed like a pencil scene. You know, the Joker has the pencil scene in the Dark Knight. He needed that. That's all he needed. Mm. Like a three-minute scene where he's just where he's with everyone else and he shows who his character Mm. is, like truly, and that's all he would have needed and would have nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. I know as well that the first person the reason wanted for the Penguin was actually Jonah Hill. I think that's too much in the way. It's almost too obvious. Jonah Hill is a yeah, yeah. Is too, <laughs> too on the nose, haven't yeah. yeah. What's he just going to be stoned? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonah Hill actually wanted to play the Riddler, and they couldn't agree on the character of the Penguin. All oh, right, really? Right. I, I, I mean, I watched Jonah Hill in pretty much. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, the way he, he, he does transform himself, but like, I wouldn't change who's been cast in this film. I think it's really, really spot yeah. on. Okay. Also, and again, another spoiler warning. There is a cameo set up for a big, big Batman character at the end of the film, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, when the yeah. Riddler's Arkham yeah. Asylum was seen talking to the Joker. Do you, I didn't know this until a few minutes ago. Do you know who that was playing the Joker? No, I don't. I, I think have no I idea. do. I, I've looked into it. I, I'm sorry, I've not looked into it, but I think I do just from his face really? and his eyebrows in Go particular. That's a Freudian. I mean, I could, I've not looked into it, honest. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I could be completely wrong, right? So I'll tell you right. who I think it is. Okay. I think it's Will Poulter. No, it's not. Oh, oh that would have been fucking That would have been great. Because I thought, I yeah, I think he's great. great. Will Poulter. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, it's not all You're not, you know, a million it? miles off. It's Barry Keown. Fuck. Ah, Right. Oh, really? Yeah, he played... How good would it have been if it had been Joaquin Phoenix, though? That would have been fucking... That would have been amazing. I actually thought, watching it, I thought it was Jared Leto. Because I couldn't forget... Yeah, I I did. I forgot who it was. I thought... Well, actually, I thought, please don't let it be Jared Leto. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that would be a bad mistake. If that was Joaquin Phoenix, though, that That would have been been great. That would work as well, because that's set in the early 80s, isn't it? When Batman's a kid, so time-wise, it might have fit, sort of, as well, if it was Joaquin Phoenix. So... A big response from us on the cast. Big fans of them all, I think, by the mm-hmm. sounds of it. And yeah, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Mm-hmm. We're very pleased with him. Uh, yeah, yeah, massive. Yeah. Brilliant. It was really well cast. 
This episode of All The Right Movies is sponsored by The Brick Pit, the pop culture and movie podcast that you didn't know you didn't need. On the show, old friends Josh, Jason and Adam discuss everything in the world of movies. Each episode is dedicated to a specific subject, such as movie genres or trends in TV and movies. The boys have some big laughs on the show with some film theory and film history sprinkled in there for good measure. It's an all-rounder and a lot of fun, so tune into The Brick Pit now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you to The Brick Pit for sponsoring this episode of All The Right Movies. Movies are a visual medium, of course, so we're going to move now on to how the film looks. Cinematography, design, visual effects and more all add to the aesthetics of a movie, so how does the Batman look? Westy? It looks fucking brilliant. <laughs> it was just a joy from start to finish, even if the story was shit, which it isn't. But for th- just to watch that for three hours yeah. was an absolute joy. It really was just wonderful. It was shot by Greg Fraser, mm. who did Rogue One, Zero Dark Thirty. He's done the Mandalorian series, if you've seen mm. that, Killing Them Softly, and he's just done Dune as well. Yeah. So he's 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 up there. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly mm. what he's doing. And this was shot open gate on the uh, Mini Alexa LF, and everyone thinks, oh, you've got to go and see it in IMAX. It wasn't shot on IMAX cameras. It was shot on the RE... Um, Ari Alexa Mini LF and it was shot some sequences were shot in the IMAX format which is 143 to 1 ratio but the most of it was 239 to 1 which is kind of like your widescreen which works but to me it was very shallow it was very close Mm -hmm. there was a lot out of focus a lot of the background was out of focus very anamorphic looking because it was shot anamorphic obviously and you can just see that it's got that it's just cinematic they're just like this is cinema this is a huge you have to see this on the big screen Mm -hmm. seeing it even on your television you're not going to get the sense of depth that i think reeves wanted to bring to it and fraser wanted to bring to it it's really, really good. I think the fight sequences, when they're just on quite a steady camera and they're quite wide and you see everything that's happening, there's no quick cuts. It's not like the raid. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We're not straight in there and it's John, not yeah. John Wick. It's just like, this is Batman here. And he falls over and he gets up and he does this and he does that. Okay, great. And I, I do think it's one of the most pleasing films to watch in, that I've seen for, uh, I would say, the past year, where I just sit and go, oh, thank fuck it's so dark and no one's fucking no one you can't say anything no one since gordon willis has had the balls to do this like <laughs> since the godfather and people are like that's too dark and fraser's went no it's not it's a batman film yeah. of course it's dark and this is how we're going to shoot it but i just love the color palette as well it's just very golden when it needs to be you've got the sunrise you've got the sunsets there's no real monotonous tones in this it looks rich it, it feels great the camera moves are incredible, and I just think it's so well shot. You can, I'm going to watch this on mute when it comes out. I'll buy it on DVD 4K <laughs> and just watch it on mute and just have it there and just be like, that's a reminder of how good films can look. Yeah. It is that good. It's beautiful. It does look great. I think the influence of Seven is particularly obvious. Oh, it's massive. Very much. Yeah, massive. So, yeah. The only thing I wish they'd done with the visuals which Seven does, I think, better. In, in Seven, it changes as it goes along. By the end of the film, it looks like a totally different film with all the wide-open yeah, spaces yeah. when John Doe comes into it yeah. in bright sunlight. That never happens in the yeah. Batman. It looks the same from start to finish. So by the yeah. end, I was getting a bit worn down by the sheer gloominess of it all. You probably weren't, Westy. Yeah. I certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was standing up clapping. Don't change a fucking thing. <laughs> but yeah, it does look amazing. I mean, this is the closest we're ever going to get, I think, with Zodiac and Seven. The closest we'll ever get to yeah. Fincher doing a superhero film. Yeah. 
Hmm. Apart from Fincher doing his superhero, well, well, which he's never going to do. And Matt, what do you think of the visuals? Very much the same. It just looked pretty incredible to me. I think I've never read um, a Batman graphic novel or comic, but it certainly seems to me what I know of them that this is what they are basically on screen. And it just had that texty to it, which I really liked. It had that lived in feel. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I say, this is why Gotham felt like a character to me. That's what was really clever about the cinematography. You just brought it out while keeping it dark and keeping it gloomy. Yeah. But it fit the narrative. And I think in terms of, you know, how they then integrated special effects, I think the best thing about that, I don't think I could really tell there were any special effects in this yeah. film. Everything just felt real and grounded. Mm. Yeah. And I'm and, and I'm sure there were absolutely loads that I just didn't even think for one second, oh, yeah, that'll be green screen, that'll be a composite, that, you know, that building isn't really there. Everything just felt really tangible, even, the you know, it's, it's got one big action set piece in the middle of the film, this amazing car chase. Even that had, like, heft and weight to it. Yeah, so that, that didn't, like, take didn't take me out the film, which I was a bit worried about. The only bit that took me out, though, is when he jumps off the building and he, mm. he does that kind of like oh, fly yeah, and then it looks flips. like a GoPro in his face yeah he, he looks like that <laughs> yeah, guy who talks yeah, about trains that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 it was just a bit like back and alright yeah and they cut it like twice and then it punched in on a close up of that and I thought that, that he should have just jumped off and then swooped out like in a wide shot yeah, just fucked yeah. off that's fine I don't need to see and then crashed which is great when he crashed because he just showed again the vulnerability mm. of it but I mm. didn't need that GoPro I mean it was it no. was kind of like this it was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> really unnecessary like a mountain bike yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think apart from that bit, I mean, even the flood at the end, which, like I say, story-wise, I'm not convinced of, of how much that needed to be in there, but that still looked good. So, yeah, yeah. overall, looked excellent. Yeah, well, I liked it as well. This is the design work. I love that new logo, that red stylized sans serif font. I think probably Tim Burton's Chrome Batman logo will always be the most iconic, but I think this new one's yeah. going to be the best one since that. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's great. Fills yeah. the screen yeah. as well when it comes on. Great, yeah. Yeah. Boom. It's like Joker. That fills the screen yeah. with that yellow mm. font. It's a very similar thing, which is why I was thinking, this this could be working in Phoenix at mm. the end of here. I would love that. But I haven't <laughs> read anything about it, so I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't, but yeah, that's fucking great. And the costume design was all top notch as well. What do you think of the new yeah. bat suit? Mm-hmm. I'm buying it. I'm fucking buying it. If it's available, I don't care how much it is. I want it. It's amazing. Bulletproof, bomb-proof, fireproof, gravity-proof. Like, everything that you needed to be proof. It's great. Like, probably, like, dickhead-proof. Like, I'll just wear it and go out. No problems whatsoever. Straight through the checkout at the supermarket. No fucking worries. Great gadgets that weren't overused. I love the... I love the the contact lenses where he can oh, see stuff and then reviews what's happening. I thought that was yeah. fucking excellent. I loved all these kind of things on his arms that you didn't know what they were, but they're really imposing. Mm. And like the spike could come out here. And I loved the fact that he had that, that the grappling hook gun. And he was like that bit when he comes up the staircase, that is fucking yeah, excellent yeah. when he's escaping the police station. And he's, just, awesome, up there. Yeah. he's just like fucking, that was fucking brilliant. That was really like, that's really Batman. Mm. And it seems like it's the first time he did yeah. that. He's like, I wonder if this is going to work. And like yeah. when you watch it, you're kind of with him and you're like, is that going to work? Maybe he's just like it doesn't have that confidence. But like, and like I said earlier, when he takes the sign off and it's a knife, and he's it's like a Swiss Army knife on his chest, like 
why has no one thought of that before now? That is so fucking clever. That is so good. I was just so enamored by that. I was like, I don't even <laughs> care if the rest of them shit. Like, it's worth making it. It's worth millions and millions of dollars just so I could see that. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably the most realistic Batsuit we've had. It's built for function over form, I think. Stab proof and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But it still looks really yeah, good yeah. as well. Yeah. It seems like you can get it on and off easier. Like, the mask comes off yeah. easier. Yeah. When he's in the back of it, it seems like it just comes off well, easier. And he can sense. turn his neck as well, which always helps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? Did you like it? I did. I thought it was much better than what Affleck had worn as Batman mm. in his films, where it just seemed as far too clunky. It was like a suit of armour. Yeah. And you just watch him, I think, there's no way he'd be able to, like, run in that. And not yeah. barely walking that, you know, just like dragging it along with him. And there was no sense that with this one. I thought they just got it absolutely spot on, that blend of, you know, it needs to be something that he can wear in a fight to protect himself, but he yeah. also does need to be able to move at speed. So, yeah, pretty much perfect. It totally works. And you know what else is amazing? Like, the fucking Batmobile. Yeah, really good. Like, oh, when it just it starts revving up in the dark. <laughs> And it's like, you're, you're like, yes, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then he stalls it. Is that meant to be like that? Or is he just kind of like egging it on to be like, well, but it just stalls? And it's like, that was brilliant. Because yeah. in every film, he's like, you expect him to just fly out of there. But he revs it up and it just goes like, jump. As if the first time he's been in it. Again, it seems like it's the first time he's trying all this stuff out, which really works. And the bat bike is great because he's like, well, all we need on the front is like two horns. So it's a bit spiky. <laughs> so it looks like a bat. Yeah. So that's mm. fine. That works. <laughs> But yeah, all the stuff that, that was related to them, all the gadgets, all the bits are fucking excellent. Really, really good. Yeah, so in terms of the look of the film then, cinematography, effects, design work, pretty much excellent throughout, we think. And a good pretty much excellent, yeah. yeah. Music is obviously always important to a movie, and the composer who wrote the score for The Batman is one of the big names of recent years, and Michael Giacchino scored some huge movies, mm-hmm. The Incredibles 1 and 2, the recent Spider-Man films, Jurassic World, Rogue One, The Planet of the Apes, and he won an Oscar for his score to Up. So, big yeah. career, big name. How's Michael Giacchino's yeah. work on The Batman? Matt? I think the soundtrack to a film is something I always need, like a few goes up before it really sinks mm. in, before I think I can like talk about it in depth. Yeah. But I will say the thing that's striking about this is that it, it is striking, actually. The, there's a lot of films that come out, and I think, the music, I just can't really remember much about it. But this one, I definitely can. I mean, two things stand out in particular. Um, the first one is, I, I remember Selena had a theme, Oliver won this kind of slinky string piece, which yeah, I yeah. found really memorable. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And there's that sequence at the beginning when you've got the first voiceover from Batman and you're getting that like montage sequence of all the different crimes that are happening and you're wondering which one he's going to pop up yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. And the great. music yeah. then, it just built this amazing yeah. crescendo and I thought, that is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it actually is quite memorable for a first watch. There was definitely two standouts and I did like how they used um, something in my way and Ave Marie as well for yeah, that was great was like yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah right. that was really good so yeah for soundtrack which like I say normally I need a few listens before I can think oh yeah that bit it actually did stand out quite a lot for me yeah I thought the score was as good as anything Giacchino has done really I like the main theme. Yeah. Is it just me or does that main theme sound like the Imperial March for the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I was just about yeah, to totally say that. Yes. Da, da, da. And then it yeah. stops. You just go, da, 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 da. You want to continue it? It's just them three notes. Yeah, you taken it from yeah. that. You surely has. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. It's the best Batman theme since Danny Elfman, I think, for me. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Well, it always signifies him turning up. Every moment where Batman turns up in the film is great. Really, really good. Really well shot. And they always play that theme as well, which goes along with it really well. Yeah. Catwoman's theme yeah. as well, you mentioned there, Matt, was really good. And the way they started the mm-hmm. film with RV and Maria, I wasn't expecting that at all. We mm-hmm. sort of took no, me through. Really, Nolan, that, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. good. So I thought, yeah. yeah, the music's really good, sets the tone really well, and pretty perfect stuff from Giacchino, I thought. Excellent. Yeah, it does exactly what he needs to yeah. do. To be fair, it's it's massive, it's bold, it, it it picks up your emotions where it needs to pick them up. But like you, John, I just oh, I just was Empire Strikes Back. It was all the way through. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> da, 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 da. In my head, just kind of played that over again. I was like, I need them extra notes. What's going on? But uh, yeah, yeah it, it was really great. And Nirvana in a Batman film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like imagine. That, that's it imagine like that's what you did like if you were Matt Reeves like I'd put Nirvana in a Batman <laughs> film you don't have to do anything else with your life you can sit and eat cornflakes for the rest of your life and fuck all else that's all you do and it, well, I've made Brooks Wayne a goth oh you fucking legend yeah it's, it's, I loved that I loved that it was in twice as well yeah, I loved that we got the vocal and it wasn't I thought it was just going to be the guitar and then it came in with the mm-hmm. vocal and I thought this I need to make notes at that point. I thought I need to write this down in case I forget. But it happened. It came in like twice. I'm never going to forget that. But yeah, really great, really great music, and it it totally did what it needed to do and lifted the film. I thought, yeah, yeah. So a key part of the film and good work from Michael Giacchino on the music. Mm-hmm. Does exactly what he needs to do. So we've covered off the main aspect of the film there, and all that's left to do now is to decide, has the Batman made the cut, or will it be left on the cutting room floor? Okay. Should we find out? Let's find out. Let's do it. The Batman, then. Westy, I'm going to come yep. to you first. Your final thoughts mm-hmm. on the Batman, please. Come to me first. God bless you. Um, I thought it, it was it was great. It was a really really good excuse to get back in the cinema because I wanted to see something big. I wanted to see something confident. I wanted to see something familiar but different. And I think I got all that. It was exactly what I needed to see. And I I, I don't mind the runtime because if I'm going out and if I'm going to go to the cinema and I'm going to watch a film that looks as good as this with the actors that are in this and the direction that's in this and the talent that's involved in this whole film. That's what I want to see. And I want to see it for as long as possible. And I think they made it as long as possible, to be honest. <laughs> and it really works for me. I, I, I didn't mind that at all. It is a bit too long, but it's just so enjoyable. So good. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I actually wanted to kind of just, I might give it a couple of days and go back and see it again because I really, mm. really, really did enjoy it. And it's, not until a couple of hours after you come out of the cinema. I don't know if you guys are the same, but as soon as I leave, I'm always high as a kite, no matter what the film is, yeah. unless it's absolute yeah. dog shit. <laughs> but you always walk out almost feeling like one of the characters, and then you have to kind of come back to reality a bit, and you come yeah. home and you're like, put the kettle on, yeah. shall we just... And then you sink into it, and you start reminiscing about the film, and you start going, how did that... Not necessarily all the bits of, you know, the thought process, or what did you think about this, what did you think about that? To me, it's every time, and this is the beauty of cinema, it's like, how did that make you feel? Yeah. And I feel really good after seeing it. I feel really positive. Even though it's a down and dour film, I feel like I've seen something of real merit, of real passion, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I really enjoy about cinema. So for me, there's no way this is going anywhere near the floor. It makes it 100%. It's a fucking brilliant film. Lovely. So, well, for me, like I said at first, I wasn't particularly excited by the prospect of a new Batman film, but slowly, as Matt Reeves was announced as director, then Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano were cast, then I saw some clips and shots yeah. and I heard where they were taking influence from. I started getting very high hopes before I saw it. 
and those expectations were met mostly from the film I thought it was very good Reeves has really worked good work in writing and giving us a new vision for Gotham City Donna was a good bad guy Zoe Kravitz excellent as Catwoman and Robert Pattinson I thought he was fantastic as Batman yeah definitely looking yeah, forward to yeah. seeing him as the Batman again and also Reeves' version of the Joker and all the other bad guys as well I think if you're a Batman fan you'll love it I think if you're not yeah. a Batman fan there's still plenty to enjoy it's not your formulaic superhero movie like lots of them are at the minute although the runtime is a bit of a problem I think it's not my <laughs> <laughs> should be longer if anything I wish I was still there <laughs> nine hours long <laughs> and like I said the end of the film I wasn't happy, I wasn't captivated in the climax at the yeah. end which was a bit yeah, disappointing yeah I agree with that yeah I agree with that I've only seen it once so I do need to see it more but off one viewing I'd say mm. this probably sits fourth for me in Batman films after oh you've ranked them as already. well fucking hell nice. after the, right. the Dark Knight Batman yeah. Begins Batman Returns and then this Batman Forever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for me as well some criticisms but it's easily made the cut for me mm. yeah yeah and Matt your summary please yeah going into this I knew at the end of the film I wanted to have the same feeling that I got at the end of Batman Begins you know when he turns over the card oh, yeah, I yeah, look yeah. into it yeah, bam yeah. you're yeah. out of there you're like right when is the sequel yeah. out I want yeah. the sequel tomorrow I'm going to be straight in there have to be honest I didn't get mm. that from the Batman and I think yeah. that is because I'm going to get me complaints out the way for me it is too long I don't think the, the writing is <laughs> I know I know you wanted to be five hours Westy. I, I wanted it to be two two and a half maybe we'll compromise I've got nothing else to do <laughs> <laughs> See, so, yeah, runtime, an issue for me. The writing, I don't think, is great. But what it does do is it has a vision. You can tell Matt Reeves wasn't interested in making a cookie-cutter mm. Batman film that would get everyone back in. Because that would have been really easy to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. just oh, get yeah. the Joker straight in there again. Yeah. Get, yeah, get you know, the proper Penguin back in that, you know, Burton did. But he doesn't want to do that. He did make a proper detective film out of Batman, which he should be applauded for. Yeah. He should be applauded for his vision, should be applauded for the way it looks. And what he has done, even though I didn't get the feeling that I did get at the end of Batman Begins, I can still look at him and go, you know what? He set up all the pieces perfectly for where he wants to take yeah. Batman in the next two films. And he's got a great lead actor in Robert mm. Pattinson with his role. Excited to see Kravitz back in there. Excited to see Farrell back in there. So for me, not my favourite Batman film on first view and not my favourite Reeves film either, but it is very good and it definitely makes the cut. Nice, well said. Lovely. So overall, that leaves the Batman 3-0 in favour. The Batman yep. has made the cut. Not a massive surprise, I don't think. It would have to have been terrible. No, definitely for not. Made the cut. That's what I said at the start. I was like, I've made my mind yeah. up already. We could have saved you, guys watching this. We could have saved you a good 25 minutes. They just went, oh, yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so, and there's two more on the way. So, look forward to those. Yeah. And that's it for our first episode of The Cutting Room. If you've enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, and share this video because that helps us out enormously. Yes, it does. Thank also, you. if you've not heard it already, we have a podcast as well that releases every two weeks. That's where we do deep dives into classic and hit movies, so you should check that out on all good streaming platforms if you've not yet. The latest one's out now, and it's on Point Break, 
available on good yes, platforms like Spotify, iTunes yeah. and the rest. I think you were on that yeah. one, Westy, weren't you? On Point Break? I was on that one. I had a fucking great time. Yeah. <laughs> what a film. So, yeah. Really. It's exactly the same as the Batman. <laughs> that wouldn't be on the floor either. <laughs> <laughs> and to support us in what we do and to gain access to extra bonus content, please support us on Patreon as well. Your help and support is massively appreciated and the more support we get, the more we can do this kind of thing we're doing right now. So please have a yeah, look at that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll say yeah. bye for now, everyone. Yeah. And please subscribe, share, yeah. and watch more All the Right Movies videos. Yes, please yeah. do, guys. Right, which way yeah. are you guys going? Because I'm, I'm going this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that way. <laughs> I'll see you in Gotham at some point in the sequel. In the rain. <laughs> <laughs>